0: You're listening to
1: the Platte River Bard. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with John Flower, who is the director of Death by Design over at the Bellevue Little Theater. Welcome, John, to What's our little fun? podcast here.
2: Thank you for having me back.
0: Yes, welcome back. I was just going to say, it's so good to have you back. Yes, indeed. So this time, instead of doing something for Ralston, you're doing something for Bellevue Little Theater. And it sounds (laughs) like a lot of fun. It opens January 14th. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the show?
2: Absolutely. So uh, Death by Design is a murder mystery a murder mystery comedy, I should I should add that in there, it is mm-hmm. not your typical whodunit fair, um, but you know Bellevue has a long history of doing a murder mystery in this time slot, and so I finally got my opportunity to throw my my hat in the ring for this one, and it's a two-act uh, it's a nice, kind of tight timeline show, the first act should run about an hour and 15 minutes second act should be about 45 so if you're looking for some really nice fun, interesting, kind of your seat comedy type fair Get you in and out for an evening it's perfect it's perfect for a nice cold winter night
0: fun and why did you decide that you wanted to to direct this one
2: well i have to tell you i probably would have jumped at any murder mystery they'd let me sink (laughs) my teeth into (laughs) i have uh had the privilege of acting in i can't even count how many of their murder mysteries down there uh with todder mocker who uh, Mm -hmm does quite a few of them uh for Bellevue and uh you know this year it just worked out that uh he was he's directing Grease which is their next show up and uh they offered to uh let me try my hand and I'm just I'm ecstatic and with this script in particular it's got the comedic elements which I love working with comedies um it's got the fun murder mysteries you know uh you know, bits of scenery falling off of walls and, you know, things going missing throughout the show (laughs) and characters constantly acting suspiciously. (laughs) And, um, uh, you know, for me, that is very near and dear to my heart. I'm a longtime Agatha Christie nerd from uh, way back when I was a kid. And anytime I get to collaborate on a project like that, I'm in hog heaven.
0: And this, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the person that wrote this, Rob Urbanati, because he actually... Wrote this while he was in Omaha. Do you want to talk a little bit about how it was, how it came about?
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's my understanding. So uh, you know, Rob is a, a quasi-local guy. I don't think he's from Omaha specifically, but mm. he uh, got his graduate degree here at UNO. Um, and while he was here, my understanding is that he he wrote Death by Design, but not just wrote Death by Design, but there was a musical version of it produced at. UNO. Yeah. Um. I don't have. You know. I. I keep trying to kind of dig up some information on that because I don't have all of the all of the detail around it. But it mm-hmm. sounds really interesting to yeah, me. You know, yeah. You've got this murder mystery. You've got this comedy, and you <laughs> have these musical elements. Um. I'd love to see versions of it. So right. any of you listening, if you have it, reach out to me. But, uh, yeah. um, I, I will say the play as it exists today still has a lot of musical elements. There's a a little bit of a musical interlude in act two, uh, where we listen to some pretty waltz, and then earlier in act one, uh, kind of two of the main characters, the a playwright and his wife and actress, um, who are just constantly at odds through the show. They're, they're bickering, they're banting, hurling insults at each other. Um, you know, at one point they reference she throws vases at him all the time. It's, yeah. it's a very chaotic yes. relationship. But yet they have these lovely moments of contrast where in act one they waltz together and they do this beautiful waltz um, over top of their dialogue. And it's it's just this hilarious... Uh, you know, dichotomy of the, this beautiful waltz with these hurling insults, and um, it's it's some, it's really fun. I'd love to see what he did with the rest of the musical elements. Yeah, and
0: that that sounds so British to me too. Right? Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Being able to insult someone like that, that's that's definitely British to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you find some of these wonderful actors that get to deliver so much fun dialogue?
2: You know, I was very fortunate that I had not only some some real veterans um, from the community uh, turn out to the auditions, Mm. um, but we had a couple of real uh, kind of ringers show up who are fairly new to the stage. And, you know, of course, this is, oh gosh, my fifth or sixth time directing so I'm, I'm fairly well practiced at this point but I'm still new enough that I always worry I'm like gosh are people going to turn out you know I'm cer- certainly not uh, to the the reign of Susie Bear Collins who when she directs a show everybody flocks out and, <laughs> and myself included right and, but uh, I always worry I'm like are people going to show up are people going to see the the vision of the project and we had some some wonderful you know I've got uh, Chris and Sarah Ebke and and I've got Connie Lee, you know, leading leading my cast. And I've actually got a lovely gentleman from South Dakota who, while new to Omaha, has uh, an extensive list of credits with a theatrical company up in South Dakota where he's from and mm. really rounds out. Our, our cast, but you know, the thing that I always love is to see these newcomers who show up and totally out of the blue just surprise you with this talent. And yeah. you know, one of the gals in particular who's just blowing me away every night at rehearsal, you know, she's done some improv classes, she's done some acting classes, and a little bit of stand up here and there, but you know, this is her first time on stage ever. Oh, wow! And the instincts yeah. that she brings and just the, she's just blowing me away. Aww. It's just amazing when we see this new talent come forward. I love fostering, you know, folks, the new, the new, uh, roster that's going to fill in over the next few years. I love it.
0: So you've got about four veterans and you said four new people that you,
1: yeah. Now, as far as this show, death by design and directing, you know, you've been in a ton of murder mysteries so far. Is this the first one you've directed?
2: This is the first murder mystery I've had an opportunity to direct. It is um, you know, uh Todd and I have a very close relationship. Um so I don't want to steal his his baby away from him Sure, right? sure. Not that we're ever guaranteed a time <laughs> slot, but right, um right. he's been directing there for many years and I I never want to try to elbow anybody out of their their <laughs> opportunity, but and uh, you know, selfishly, I enjoy acting in them so much. Well, that yeah. It's ne- it never makes any ma- never mind to me what side of the chair I'm sit- <laughs> sitting on, but (laughs) Um, you know, this is the first time I've had an opportunity to direct. And I will tell you, it's a whole different ball game. You know, when, when you're an actor, I'm just having to worry about what the audience is thinking of me Well as the director sure. I'm trying to worry about, okay, are the, are the moments landing? Are we taking enough of a beat that the audience is going to realize, Oh, did he do something there or, Oh, yeah. what did that audience, or what did that character do? Why did they turn their back? What did they pour into that bottle? You know, yeah. uh, what are they pulling out of their purse? Um, where did he put that knife? Um, all types of different things that um, you know, directing a regular show, you're so worried about natural movement and making sure these people feel real and that the comedy and, and what, or drama, as the case may be, feels real and natural and comes from this place of truth. Whereas in these murder mysteries, you're trying to manufacture moments yeah. of suspicion and making sure that the audience is catching different things. It's definitely a different side of the coin.
1: Yeah, a different way to direct. Uh, just just as much minutia, but... Very different minutiae. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, much so. yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Not does that look natural? It's, did that convey what we needed to? So when the next time we see these people, yeah, yeah, everybody's thinking mm-hmm. this one thing. Yeah, and so
0: you've had to help them with their dialects as well because you've got different. Ah, uh, yes, a right. show full of dialects. dialects. <laughs>
2: um yeah I mean as always you know so many of these are are British in nature because Mm -hmm. the Brits love their murder mysteries and Mm -hmm. so so many of them are written in an English countryside and that (laughs) happens to be where this one is set also and um, (laughs) I've got a couple I've got a couple folks of working class in a Cockney dialect and I got a couple upper class in a you know more standard British uh kind of like a Downton Abbey type dialect and I've got a gal doing Irish and Kind of all over the spectrum, but, uh, you know, it is, you know, it's so it's so interesting, you know, to work with them because dialects are hard in their own right, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of experience doing them. Yeah, um, I've I joke with uh, all my directors that for some reason I seem to do a dialect in almost every show I'm in. (laughs) And so uh, I've got a lot of experience doing dialects myself, but coaching somebody else through, you know, where does this sit in your mouth and how do you form the vowel shape? And once we get through all of the minutia of this is the vowel shape and this is the replacement and this is the cadence and the musicality of the dialect. Now I need you to sound like a real person and not somebody who's trying to affect their voice. um, You know, that on top of memorizing your lines, making sure the comedy is happening, making sure that we're giving beats to make sure the clues are falling where they're needing to go. Um, You know, this is a comedy. So there are some moments of, Uh, you know, that open and shut slam door kind of British farce comedy that you're used to seeing too. And Mm -hmm. there's so many moments of just different eclectic, uh, stuff happening that, you know, Rob does a great job at stringing together and making fit all within one piece. Uh, but you know, it's been, it's been an interesting and good acting challenge for most of the new folks to really stretch their wings and, uh, exercise a different muscle, I think, than they're probably used to. Right.
0: So does the audience get involved at any point? Is this one of those kinds of I haven't seen it before.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're fine. This is not an interactive uh, murder mystery, Um, though I'm sure as with most, uh, you know, in almost every murder mystery I've done, we've typically got people in the audience whispering to each other, you know, oh, I don't like him or where did he come from? How did he get that knife? Uh Stuff like that. Um, But uh, it's not interactive. Uh, You know, I would say the most interactive uh, that people need to be is they need to come prepared for gunfire. Cause unlike most murder mysteries where mm. you have to deal with one shot when the body drops, um, right. there's gunfire throughout this. Okay. And um, so there's some live gunfire. There's some moments of surprise. Um, obviously it's a quick show, so you got to be kind of on your toes and ready for it to happen.
0: Oh, fun. Excellent. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm, I'm so excited for you guys to be able to do this and I know um, I mean it's such a fun show to, to kick it off. Yeah. So, and you've got to direct, but you've had a really busy year. You're also, you've also been working with YR. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, but and it has been <laughs> a busy year. I, I know I, I joke that I think, uh, you know, COVID era, the, era theater was a gamble for most people. Mm-hmm. And this is actually now the fourth show I've worked on during COVID. I've actually had a busier year in COVID mm. working on theater than I had pre COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, which is a blessing in and of itself. Sure. Um, but each show presents its own challenges and everybody steps up to do what's right. So it's, that's mm-hmm. been nice, but why arts mm-hmm. boy, talk about busy. Uh, um. You know, whereas most organizations um, had to take a hiatus or take a break. You know, I was very fortunate that Kim Juvenville uh, and I, who yeah. really partnered together during this time, we had the opportunity to, really lean in and, you know, we completed our merger with Hearts in Motion, uh, we just uh, hired Mary Jibalisco as our, our new executive director who's in the process of taking over here in the next couple of weeks and, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to announce that uh, um, I'll, be, uh, I'll be planning on stepping down at the end of my term um, as president, which was all part of the plan. Um, for mm-hmm. succession with uh, hiring Marion and all that good stuff but it's been a busy year it's been a super successful year but man what a busy year yeah. I'm excited to see what the next chapter holds
0: I know I'm excited for you you've done so much for the arts and thank you for everything that you've done For well thank for all you all that's all of us here in the arts community so.
2: Oh yes. Well that's very nice mm-hmm. of you I, I, I know <laughs> we all had to kind of band together during this time but uh, sure we really embraced the phrase lean into it um, because <laughs> we, we, we hated seeing these opportunities come up and uh, we didn't feel like shying away from them was the right opportunity. We really wanted to lean into the uncertainty and lean into the discomfort and figure it out together. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm happy to tell anybody it was a success story that, you know, really had no faults. It was really a, a nice, nice cooperation with Kim, a beautiful merger with Arts emotion Motion and all their folks. Yeah. Um, made some wonderful friends in the process. And, uh, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I, it's, I have a lot to be thankful for coming out of 2021. Really?
1: and i'm just curious and and sometimes there, there there isn't a thing but was was there something because you know first murder mystery w- w- was there something going in that uh you maybe anticipated oh this is going to be this is this this part or this sequence is going to take some a bit of doing or this is going to be kind of hard to orchestrate or put together and then it wasn't or something that you thought was going to be easy really turn out to be oh my god th- now this is turning out to be a lot more difficult than i thought or did everything kind of go like you thought
2: yeah you know i i actually i have I have both examples for you <laughs> uh, for sure <laughs> um, the thing that i thought was going to be the hardest was there's some as as with a lot of these there's some elements of the show where something will fall off the wall or a prop has to do a certain <laughs> thing uh-huh. and to me you know i'm i'm not Um, I'm not a lighting guy, I'm not a technical expert, and my good friend Joey Lawrence, who has, I've had the privilege of being my technical director for many years, um, he is just so good at it that when these things happen, I'm just like, can you do that? Tell me you can do that. And then he just does the thing. And all of a sudden, something that felt very stressful to me just happens. Cool. Um, that happened. That happened. I, I won't reveal because otherwise I'll be giving away a fun moment of the show. Sure, sure. Um, but there, there is something that happens with a particular prop that I was like, Joey, I don't know how to make this happen. And he was like, oh, no problem. I'll just do X, Y and Z. And I was like, oh okay, then do that thing all like, right oh, okay. um, and you know on the flip side of that coin uh, you know I we were just kind of talking about the, the the creation of the moments and just the mm-hmm. The sheer direction of these people interacting together on the stage, because this is, you know, this is a true ensemble piece, and uh, and I in every sense of the word, everybody on stage does not leave stage for all of Act Two, including the dead body. Oh wow! um, Okay. (laughs) And so, you know, I not only had to figure out a way to manipulate. Uh, a, an individual who can't stay in a specific spot for the entirety of the show. Normally, you can kind of sneak him off at intermission or whatever. He's he's on there for the duration. And <laughs> um, uh, that'll become apparent why when you come and see it. And the um, <laughs> same thing with the rest of the cast. And, you know, I've done several ensemble pieces with Cheaper by the Dozen, which included children, and then Temporary Insanity, which yeah. was a cast of 10 people coming in and out. And what I think I underestimated was the challenge of balancing the comedic forces the murder mystery moments and clues and beats that needed to happen along with just the the overall kind of mixing of all of those elements kind of like you know because we've got some musical elements happening we've got some you know farce elements murder mystery elements and just some basic you know normal comedy moments and the mixture of those I thought were going to flow together and just kind of happen more organically and it really we really needed to partner together director and cast and collaborate to kind of massage our way through them because even you know I, I always approach every directing opportunity that I'm not the smartest guy in the room I come with an initial plan and we work together to figure it out. Okay. And this was a good example of that. You know, we had, we had some moments that in my head worked brilliantly, but in real <laughs> life just didn't. And so yeah. we had to work together as a cast to figure them out. And that was, that was something I wasn't expecting.
1: That's excellent. And it's excellent that you have, um, that you're open to it and that you have, uh, such a, a, a cast to collaborate with, uh, yes. uh, that, that they're, they're open to doing it and that, uh, and that they're good at it. Because, you know, not everybody's good with uh, improv and stuff like that. Some people are, some people aren't, and some people would rather be told what to do. (laughs) <laughs> I know several people like that. They're like, don't make yep. me make anything up. Just tell me. Just tell me what you
0: want me to. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, okay. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm a collaborative
2: director. I I, uh, I like having a lot of freedom as an actor. So I think maybe I make too much of an assumption that everybody kind of likes a little bit of freedom. And I, I don't get me wrong. You, I'll give you a set of instructions, but I expect there to be some latitude. Um, you know, I figure in a room of ten people, I probably don't have all the best ideas. And to me, I just mm. want the best the best result for the audience and mm. so if there's not a, if there's a moment that maybe somebody sees differently yeah. in their head i always reserve the right to say no but I love sure. I, I really hope to create a space where people feel comfortable coming forward and suggesting to do things differently. Or, hey, what, what would happen if instead of interacting with this character on this line, if I did interact with this character on this line? Because, you know, a line read just to a different character sometimes totally changes it. Right. Yes. And yeah. uh, I love when people have those thoughts and realizations that I'm like, man, that never occurred to me. And yeah. you're right. That was 100% better. Yeah.
1: yeah. Especially with comedy, such a simple thing you'll change. And it's like, Oh, okay. That got yep. 10 times funnier. And all you did was that one little thing and okay. Yeah. Do that. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, and that's, you know, we've been working on that kind of stuff for the last week and uh, we'll be diving into more of that this week too. I can't wait to see what they bring to the table.
0: Oh, fun. Oh, I'm excited to see it.
1: Excellent, excellent. Death by Design. Yeah. I, I have not seen it, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually looking forward it, to uh, it seeing It is a
0: that. mashup of Noelle Coward and Agatha Christie, set in 1932. 1932,
1: in the British countryside.
0: <laughs> English.
1: English, sorry. <laughs> Very good, indeed. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for your time. It's always so good to talk to yes, you. Yes,
1: absolutely. Oh,
2: thank you for your time and for everything you do for us. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank not you. a problem at all. We're happy to be able to talk to everybody and uh break all the legs. Yes. With Death by Design down at the Bellevue Little Theater.
0: Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.